0: It's 4 o'clock and time for the Calvary Live Show, taking your calls and questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus. The number to call is 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now.
1: And good afternoon, everybody. Jason Vanderveer here with you on Calvary Live. So glad to be with you. Appreciate all of you who have tuned in today for the program. Everybody listening on Grace FM in Colorado and Wyoming, welcome and All those uh, listening on the East Coast on Hope FM in Maryland, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania, welcome to all of you and to the Calvary Live uh, radio broadcast. You heard the number there. Let me give it to you one more time if you want to join me on the program with your questions and comments uh, about the Bible, about Christianity. Maybe you have a a question about prophecy or apologetics, cults, current events, or you need prayer or encouragement, you can give me a call at 303 303 six nine zero three thousand that's three zero three six nine zero three thousand that is the number to call. One, one number to call for all, regardless of where you're listening. If you prefer to text, uh, you can text your question. Do me a favor, uh, keep it uh, brief to about a sentence or so, so I can digest it uh, while on the air and and give you uh, a- an answer uh, to that. Seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. So if you prefer to text your question or comment, seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. But uh, you know. Pick up the phone if you have time. Pick up the phone and give us a call live so we can talk to you on the air. Hear your voice, interact with you. Uh, I prefer that uh, so much more. I think a lot of people uh, are a little hesitant to do that. Sometimes they're they're afraid. Uh, Let's face it, most of us don't really care for the sound of our own voices and the thought of our voice being on the radio might be a little bit of an intimidating or talking on the radio, but I can assure you uh, it'll be a pleasant uh, time and and, uh, hopefully you'll enjoy the conversation as much as as I do and and the rest of our listeners do. 303-690-3000 is the number to call here on Calvary Live. I'm Jason Vanderveer. I'm the pastor of Calvary Chapel in Parker, Colorado. You can get more information about our fellowship at calvarychapelparker.com calvarychapelparker.com that's our web address and you can go there and and, uh, find a lot of different resources that you can take advantage of and utilize information about uh, when our services are happening if you're going to be in the Parker Colorado area uh, the next opportunity that you'll have uh, will of course be this coming Sunday so if you want to join us uh, we're located uh, right in the heart of Parker Colorado uh, Parker Road and Main Street and again you can go to calvarychapelparker.com we also have a midweek service uh, if you're going to be around during the middle of the week, Wednesday evening. Uh, We're continuing actually in the book of Numbers on Wednesday nights. It's been an amazing study. Uh, so far, uh, last night we had a, a great time covering the chapters eight through ten there, and uh, in that section we got into, among other things, the ministry. Uh, we've been co- there's kind of an ongoing theme uh, of the ministry of the Levites uh, from almost the beginning of the book of Numbers there, and uh, one fascinating thing that uh, we covered last night about the Levites is is that there was a limited duration of the service of the Levites. Uh, Numbers chapter four tells us that they served from thirty to fifty. In Numbers 8, we see that they began an apprenticeship at about 25 years old uh, and then at 30 began serving. So they only really had 20 years, 25 if you count their apprenticeship, in which to serve uh, physically. They could still serve in other ways but not physically doing work after age 50. So their, their window was limited. And uh, I got to thinking about that. What if we knew uh, exactly how long we would have to serve the Lord? The fact is, is that the duration of our ministry uh, is limited. We just don't know uh, when. You know when that last day is uh, is going to be, but 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 what if we knew? Would we would we approach our ministry differently? In other words, what if we were like you were like a Levite and you were forty five years old and you 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 knew you only had five years left to serve the Lord and then that window would close. And and I got to thinking about all the things that you know can happen in life, the the abilities that we have to see, to read, to understand, to speak, to comprehend, and 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 how much impact that has on me in terms of as a pastor teaching the bible uh, studying uh, counseling people spending time with our listeners on the radio and so forth and and what if I knew that that somehow that would be taken away or or that the Lord was going to take me home uh, would i would I begin ministering differently well the reality is is that we're we're probably not going to know that uh, but we should still live as if Uh, we did. In other words, as if tomorrow or or today really was going to be our last day serving. So uh, just great encouragement uh, in that section there, uh, numbers 8 through 10. If you want to watch the video or listen to the audio if you're going to be traveling in your vehicle or doing something else, you can go to CalvaryChapelParker.com. That's CalvaryChapelParker.com. You can go to the Recent Messages uh, link and watch or listen to our recent Sunday and Wednesday messages. You can actually click on the messages tab uh, on our we- on our website, and you can go through the entire Bible audio, video at your leisure for free. Just stream it. Uh, it's a it's a great resource uh, there, and it's kind of one of the I-, I think probably the best aspect uh, of our website is just the way that that. All of those messages have been organized there and made readily accessible for folks just to utilize in their studies of the Scripture. So we encourage you to take advantage of that. Uh, we, like I said, we don't charge. We're not keeping track of who's doing that. We have, you know, no no real desire to gain from that in any way other than to see uh, you benefit and uh, be blessed in your study of the Word of God. So uh, you can go to CalvaryChapelParker.com. Check that out. If you're going to be in the Parker, Colorado area, you can join us this Sunday. 10 o'clock Wednesday evening, 7 p.m. And there's all sorts of other things uh, happening at Calvary Chapel, Parker, that you t- can take advantage of. But how about joining me on the program? I'm Jason Vandeveer. I'm the pastor of Calvary Chapel in Parker, Colorado. How about joining me here? 303-690-3000. That is the number to call, 303-690-3000. 3,000 uh, if you want to join me on the program. I've got a prayer request here uh, from uh, someone who says that, uh, pray for me. My husband uh, divorced me and uh, and just that uh, she's in a difficult spot. Let's pray for this uh, person. Uh, who They don't give their name, but that's fine. The Lord knows. Father, we do just lift up uh, uh, this individual that has uh, texted us, uh, this woman. Lord, we do just pray uh uh, lord, we pray for her husband uh, we pray we don 't know where he 's at we pray for his salvation. we pray uh for the reconciliation uh of their marriage uh which it 's obviously over but lord you you brought them together once you can bring them together again and so uh, we just pray that you 'd work uh, in this marriage um but even if uh lord that that 's not possible if her husband is not uh um, Open to your working in his life, your salvation and and the work that you desire to do, I just pray for this woman, Lord, that you would just bless her lord, that you would that you would show her that there's there Uh, that you have good for her as she seeks you and as she serves you and walks with you regardless uh, of what other people have done uh, and and even what those uh, whom she has loved and trusted uh, have done to her. And so, Lord, I just pray for her comfort now. I pray for you to reassure her and to encourage her and to be the lifter of her head. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So appreciate uh, you guys uh, texting in with your questions. And again, if you want to call three zero three six nine zero three thousand, let's go to Mary in New Jersey. Mary, welcome to the program. Well, thank you. How are you doing? I'm okay. How are you? I'm doing really well. I appreciate uh, you calling in. What's um what's on your mind today?
0: I um, like I said, I have. A lot of faith I always have. I grew up in a faithful home. But, of course, in life, you realize, you know, we're all sinners, I know that. But I'm struggling so hard that that I'm not worthy. Right. And I find that it keeps me from growing closer. And I don't, it's hard for me to, you know, get over that. And I was just hoping that maybe you could give me some insight if there's yeah. something i can read or study that would you know help yeah. me you know get over that so i can get closer to christ
1: yeah absolutely i i think that unfortunately your experience is not a unique one um uh, you know a lot of times we we come to christ but our greatest issue sometimes is you know the guilt and the shame that we have, and and just you know, just over the reality of who we are. In some in some respects, that can be a good thing. It's good to never forget exactly what jesus christ has delivered us from exactly our, uh the sin that we have and the sinners that we are and 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 how he has cleansed us in in one sense that's very good um because it, it keeps us in the right place in terms of our relationship with the lord it causes us to 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 love him the bible says that he who is loving jesus said it uh, he who who is forgiven much loves much and so, it, 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 if you have a lot of sin uh, in, in in you know or a, a past, or even just a normal past, is is going to have a lot of sin in it. Let's face it, and and uh, just the average everyday person. And so, when you recognize that, if it drives you and draws you closer to the Lord, that that's a good thing. But when you get to the place where it your guilt begins to, as you describe keep you from growing, um, then that becomes a problem. And, And that becomes a work not of the Holy Spirit but of the enemy. And if you will let him, Satan will use your past, he'll use your, your present, he'll use your failures and your sins, and he'll use them against you. He uses them to keep people from going to church because they think, well, I can't go there because, you know, I have no right to be there. He'll use them from to keep them from serving the Lord, to keep them from worshiping the Lord, to keep them from from opening up the Word of God and studying it, from communing with God, because they have this sense that they're not worthy. Look, I think the reality that we've all got to understand is that we are never going to be worthy and we don't approach God based on our worthiness and we never will and we're never going to get we're never going to get to a place where we are worthy. And so we've got to get to the place where we realize that we aren't but that we are worthy in Jesus Christ. Um that our righteousness uh is uh as Isaiah says as filthy rags, you know but the righteousness yeah. of Christ that we put on, uh, that's what allows us to come boldly, as the author of Hebrews says, uh, before the throne of grace. And so it's its just realizing that as the 103rd Psalm tells us in the 12th verse, he's removed our transgressions from us as far as the east is uh, from the west. My encouragement to you is is uh, perhaps to spend some time, uh, uh, I think a good place uh, to spend some time would be on the life of David and, and in the, the the 51st psalm uh you know is a is a really good place uh to go and uh the 50 uh 51st psalm if you read the um, the introduction that you see there before verse one in a lot of your Bibles, it's it's uh, it, it's a uh, a Psalm of David uh, when the prophet Nathan had come to him after uh, he had sinned with Bathsheba, and so it's just a cry for mercy uh, from uh, from the Lord according to His loving kindness, not uh, and His tender mercies, and to blot out His transgressions, and so it, it's just a prayer of repentance, but but also there's restoration in that, and I love the life of David because, you know, as much, Mary, as, as, as your life may, you know, have failings, um, I'm guessing, you know, odds are you've never murdered anybody, uh, no. you know, and, and, and so if you look at the life of David, here's a man uh, who murdered somebody, took his wife, uh, you know, committed adultery— Well, committed adultery with her first, then murdered her husband, and uh, had a child with her. And, you know, uh, when you look at that, you say, you know, if that guy could be called a man after God's own heart, then God can certainly do it in my life as well. In, 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 and 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 yeah. and God can forgive me of my sins, and God can draw me into His presence. That's nothing against against David or saying that somehow we're better or this or that. It's just the reality that that God can forgive any of us, and it's and it's very encouraging. So um, I would just encourage you that in, in, in the Psalms, particularly looking at the yeah. Psalms of David, the fifty first Psalm, um, and and elsewhere, and just uh, consider considering the life of david yeah you you bet i and i i I know exactly how you feel you know i mean we we go through life and uh, we know who we are and unless we do a really good job of deceiving ourselves we know exactly who 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 we are to a certain degree and god knows even better and um if you let it that can really drag you down and so uh Mm -hmm. we've got to just cast that to the lord and say lord you know here you go take me cleanse me forgive me i repent of this help me to move forward and uh I, I love how how david also said that he he said to he asked god to uh lead me in the way everlasting and uh you know uh it's just a, a a great encouragement he asked god to to search him and to to know him and to to lead him in the in the way everlasting that's in the 139th psalm in the 20 uh 23rd verse of that psalm okay okay thank you so much you bet you. Can I, I pray for? Can Do I pray, that this evening. <laughs> yeah. Can I pray for you? Oh, please. Thank you. You bet. Father, I just lift up Mary to you. I thank you for her call today. Uh, Lord, we understand. So many listening right now are are probably nodding their heads. They they understand as well, Lord. What it, you know, what it's like to 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 be human and and to have this sin nature wrestling against the new spiritual man and 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 failing sometimes and sinning and then there's our our past before we we surrendered our lives to you and and at night or when we're alone with our thoughts lord uh uh, sometimes we they get the best of us and and our shame and our guilt gets the best of us but we just ask that you would just remove that from us as far as the east is from the west i pray for for mary's heart lord that you would just uh Protect it and Lord, just shelter it from from these sins returning. uh, In in the sense of their condemnation, Uh, we thank you, Lord, that that uh, that there is no more condemnation. Uh, for those uh, who are in Jesus Christ and, and for those who are in, in your Son. And so uh, I just pray that uh, that you would just remind her uh, of that daily, that you would guard her heart and her mind in you, that you would encourage her and that you would just grow her and uh, just give her freedom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And I would encourage you too, with that, Mary. Also, you can look at the 8th chapter of Romans, the, the first verse there as well. Okay? Okay. Thank There's you so a, much. You betcha. God, God bless, bless you, and, and and you have a great uh, evening. Appreciate you uh, listening uh, there in New Jersey. Let's go to Dennis in Longmont, Colorado. Dennis, welcome to the program. Hi. How are you today? I'm doing really well. What's on your mind? Good. Okay.
0: I, have, I, I
2: hope I got it right. Um, I was listening to the Catholic channel and I'm a mm-hmm. Protestant and you know, believe all that. But mm-hmm. but the thing they brought up a Catholic apologetic is, okay, you know, we as Protestant believe solo scripture. It's scripture exactly. only. we where Catholicism believes it definitely it's scriptures, but it, and you know, it's the church. Mm-hmm. Well well, this Catholic apologetics says, Well, wait a minute, until the third century I might have got the time frame, there was no Bible, so of course it was the church. So What's changed over the centuries? Were as believers early on, after Jesus, before the Bible, that they all they did was had the church. So it would not still not be the church because again, there was no scriptures until the Bible was canonized, maybe in the third or fourth century. I guess I'm trying yeah, to that's, explain that's, as best I could.
1: Yeah, that's incorrect. Um, there, there's been a Bible the bible was the old testament before the new testament and so ah, okay. the, yeah and so um that's just uh someone who i i think hasn't really thought about things uh very thoroughly and so um yes the new testament uh and, and by the way the new testament existed before the 3rd century um that's that's Catholic understanding and kind of the beginning of the Catholic Church around the time of of the Emperor Constantine um, in the early part of, actually the early part of the 4th century. Um, But by the end of the 1st century, uh, we have uh, most of the New Testament, and uh, we have the New Testament appearing in the uh, most of the New Testament appearing in the Muratorian um, fragment, the Muratorian Canon, uh, by the end uh, of the second century. So uh, you have the New Testament uh, very clearly in, in in almost identical canonized form by about 185. Uh, 186 AD and then you have the entire Old Testament uh that that uh, uh that existed uh well before that. So so it, it's always been based uh, on scripture. The the problem right. is is that is, is that the Catholic Church teaches that the scripture and tradition uh are sources right. of God's revelation, not scripture alone as you pointed out. And and they say that they are the interpreters and the guardians of both. So, tradition and sacred scripture, this is a Catholic quote, tradition and sacred scripture form one sacred deposit of God's Word, and this is committed to the Church's care. That comes from uh, Ratio uh, Fundamentalis Institutionis Sacritalis uh, 14, uh, for those who uh, are curious uh, about that. And uh, so, the idea is that that the oral traditions have been committed uh, uh, to apostolic uh, writing, and that we should respect uh, certain traditions, uh, but, uh, and this is our position, but not exalt them. But tradition does not have equal authority to Scripture, and the source of tradition is men. Uh, not God, and the source of Scripture is God. Second Timothy chapter three verse sixteen, and only God is infallible, and only the Bible is the supreme and infallible authority uh, for the Christians. So that would be the uh, the difference. But yeah, to answer your specific question, we did have Scripture, so um, so so we weren't at the deficiency that uh, that the person um, that 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 you were referring to was implying.
0: Okay. What? Well, and,
2: and and you know, and I'm I'm glad you answered the question. And yeah. It one step farther about this, they say, Well, sure. okay, so to get to, 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 to understand the, what the Bible says, we all pray to the Holy Spirit and we ask for wisdom in the sermon. Okay, mm-hmm. so one Protestant group will say, A, that the body and blood of Jesus it, it's actually chameleon is a body. And blood. I'm just using this example sure. body and blood is, is it's a true body and blood. Other Protestant groups will say it represents the body and blood, that's why we'll have the Presbyterians, the, all the different things, where well, the Catholicism says we have one church, okay, one thing under one umbrella, the Catholic Church. So why is it then, so who's right and who's wrong? So I, I pray for wisdom of the Holy Spirit. I, I interpret the Scriptures one way a little bit. You pray, you interpret it a different way, who's right and who's wrong, and that's where Catholicism comes in. They say, well, yeah, that's what happens. That's why we're to find authority, because Everybody will pray to the same Holy Spirit, to the same God, Jesus, and everybody will interpret it a different way. So there has to be an authority. It can't be the person in our living room or the person in a conference hall saying yeah. this is the way we interpret it. So how do yeah, we—because uh, that's what my Catholic friends will say. I don't yeah, have an answer for that.
1: Yeah, that, that's just a person who doesn't understand the things that they're speaking about, because uh, I can get together with Presbyterians, Baptists, all day long. And the things that we disagree on are are very minor. And you can go into a Catholic church, you can go uh, to a gathering of Catholics and have three priests, and they're going to disagree disagree far and far greater ways uh, than I am with with my Presbyterian friends so there isn't the the unity on all things number one that is being implied in that conversation and there isn't the disunity uh, among uh, Bible believing Christians uh, that is being implied either um, for example uh, there there is no disagreement among Protestants uh, save Lutheran's uh, on on the body and blood of Christ there is only disagreement between Protestants and Catholics on the body and blood Of Christ, Catholics, uh, Catholics of course, uh, um, believing in transubstantiation, uh, and and Lutherans believing in consubstantiation, which is it it doesn't surprise us. Luther coming out of Catholicism, having just a modified version of the Catholic view of uh, uh, of communion versus all the rest of Protestants sure. having the understanding that Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me. And when Jesus did it, he was standing before them using symbols and they didn't actually consume him, uh, drink, eat his body or, or or drink his blood. So so um, I, I think that, that it's a bit disingenuous, um, some of the arguments that, that are made sometimes. Um, and, and my encouragement to you is when you're having those conversations, think about the argument itself. Think about the validity of the argument argument itself if it's a valid argument and discussion then have it uh, but if not first deal with the validity of the argument because so sure. many problems uh, so many problems that are arising because it, uh, of of people's misunderstanding uh, of what actually is and uh, that's not the case uh, in, in Christianity like i said i i may disagree on whether the rapture from somebody else on the timing of the rapture uh, or I may disagree from from uh, another Christian uh, on uh, uh, church government or I may disagree about the uh, ongoing work of the Holy Spirit but we don 't disagree about Jesus Christ his his right. death on the cross uh, right. uh, and and what that does for us we don 't disagree about the church right. uh, we don 't disagree about the father son and and holy Spirit we don 't disagree about the nature of sin so 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 the fact is is there really isn 't that that disagreement that's being implied and and the final thing that I would suggest is so you have people that uh, are self proclaimed uh, keepers of tradition and of word and of the final truth, uh, but what if those keepers uh, of tradition and final truth uh, are keeping uh, a, a, an aberration of the truth, right?
2: Well, so, when you say abolition, so, so, what
1: does that mean exactly? Well, so I, well, well. I, I well totally so, so, yes. Yeah, so, 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 what if they're unified? If they're unified in the wrong thing,
2: in other yeah, words, if, they're, yeah, if they're, I, they're,
1: I know. I guess. I guess. Right.
2: What I'm trying to say is that yeah. I mean, and I understand the dogmas of the church. There's some things we can, respectfully, disagree on. It means absolutely nothing. But there's some things. I mean, the resurrection. Yeah. Right. Um, right. And the cross. I get it. And But yeah. I'm saying. Well, I guess what my says, well, that might be true, but then why are there all these different branches of Protestant, as we could say, the different quote unquote religions of Protestant, where it's just under one umbrella? You know
1: and, what I mean? And, and, and again, Catholics. that's. Yeah, and again, that's, you know. just, that, that's a, that's a strawman because there is such variation within the Catholic Church. They just don't have typically different names, but in, sometimes they do. You have the, you have the Jesuits. You ha- I mean, you have so many uh, branches within the Catholic Church. It's just that mm-hmm. they allow them all to exist within the Catholic Church, whereas uh, within Christianity, you just have a variety of different uh, churches that have been established, but there is one church and we're all yeah. part of the same church regardless of what what we call ourselves and, right. and 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 I don't see that as a problem I see that as an asset because no. because um the, the, way I, the way I look at it, uh, I don't see that there is a Presbyterian denomination or a, a Baptist denomination uh, you know, or non-denominations. I, I don't see that as a disadvantage. Um, I see that as an asset To so long as we're all faithful uh, to, the, to the truth of the Word of God. If simply we're worshiping God in the same way but that stylistically we have different preferences— and uh, and and that's what I would boil it down to. When you're coming down to true churches that maybe just have slight uh, uh, different ideas on non essentials, uh, or they have a different uh, idea about the way that they want uh, their church services to be, uh, I say praise the Lord. Uh, you know, worship in freedom, uh, but we worship the same God, and ultimately we worship in the same way, uh, though our styles. Uh, may vary, and so I see that as a strength, uh, n- not a negative to uh, to the church.
2: Well, I do appreciate um, spending time with me because that always it always kind of bothered me because I really because I really sure. have an answer because they said, well, for the first yeah. 15 centuries before uh, Luther came in there, everybody believed in Catholicism. That's all there was. So the first, no. first 15 centuries, that was good or no? Yeah. Are I wrong on that.
1: You're not wrong on that. They are wrong on that though, because what they're doing is they're co-opting the early church which was just the Church, not the Catholic Church. You know, I mean, Catholic, obviously, in a universal idea, if you want to use the word that way, but not, not the Catholic Church in the sense that it is today. So, so again, that's a kind of a co-opting of history before their own history. Uh-huh. You know what I'm well, saying? Well, thank
2: you for the—I really yeah. appreciate this time. Thank you for the input. It helped me a lot, so thank you again.
1: Yeah, no problem. I I, I really appreciate uh, appreciate you calling in, uh, Dennis, and and I and I think it's a good conversation to have. Of course, we all have a lot of you know Catholic friends. Uh, we're going to yeah. encounter Catholics. They're going to bring these things up, and uh, we want to know how to have intelligent conversations with them. Can I recommend a couple of resources uh, for let, you?
2: Yeah, let me let me write this down. Absolutely. Yeah, please, let, let me here, give you please, a, and,
1: um... I'll give you a couple of books uh, that I think uh, you and the rest of our listeners will find helpful in in your conversation, in understanding Catholicism and the differences uh, from Christianity, and also uh, enabling yourself uh, to have good conversations. The first is uh, Reasoning from the Scriptures with Catholics. So Uh uh, Reasoning from the Scriptures with Catholics. It's by Ron Rhodes. Uh Uh-huh. And then uh, uh, and Ron Rhodes, uh, let me double-check the spelling uh, of Ron Rhodes' name. Uh, and the second uh, is uh, The Roman Catholic Controversy uh, by James White. The Roman Catholic Roman. Controversy, uh, and it's by James R., I think is his middle initial, James White. Uh, both very but good like books. The
2: col- like the color white, huh?
1: Yep, like the color so white. Gotcha. Yep, and, and Ron okay. Rhodes is R-H-O-D-E-S. That's how you spell okay. uh, Ron Ron okay. Rhodes' name. Hey, I got to run, Dennis. But uh, Yep, appreciate you calling in. God bless Guys. you. Folks, you're listening to Calvary Live here. Jason Vandiver, I'm the pastor of Calvary Chapel Parker with you. You can get information about us, calvarychapelparker.com. You can also join me after the break, 690-303-690-3000. We'll be right back.
0: Welcome back to Calvary Live. Call us with your questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus right now at 303-690-3000.
1: And welcome back, everybody. Jason Vanderveer. I'm the pastor of Calvary Chapel in Parker, Colorado, with you today here on Calvary Live. If you want to join me on the program, 303-690-3000 is the number to call. Let's go to Mandy in Denver. Mandy, welcome to the program. How you doing, Mandy?
3: Oh, hello?
1: Hi. Is this Mandy? Hi. Thank- yes. Welcome. Welcome. Thanks for joining us.
3: Thanks for taking my call. So, I've been married for 29 years. I love my husband very much. But he makes me feel like I'm his mother and I've got needs and wants. And I don't want to be his mother. I want to be his wife. And I'm mm-hmm. growing resentful and bitter. And so, I'd just like to know where I should go in the Word for God to heal this and help me guide this marriage.
1: Sure. Well, let's. Uh, before we get to talking about that, um, are you, are you, and your husband? You're, a, you're a believer. I take it as your husband a believer as well.
3: Um, he is. He is. I'm not going to say that he's real dedicated, but he reads his Word and.
1: Sure. Okay. Yeah. And do you guys have a, a, a church home, a church that you're plugged into, or? Um,
3: we haven't really been going to church. We did when the, when our child our child was younger, mm-hmm. um, but then our church kind of broke apart. We haven't found a home.
1: Sure. Well, here's what I would recommend. First, we're gonna we'll get into the word and we'll we'll uh, pray as well, uh, Mandy. Before we go, but but you know i can tell you that that nothing's really going to change until you reconnect with the body of christ um you know that's that our, our connection to christ is is through the body of christ and and jesus said in in john chapter 15 he says abide in me and you will bear much fruit uh he says because if the branch is not connected to the vine it's going to wither and uh, it's going to die. So our connection uh, to Jesus Christ has to be maintained, and that happens through the body of Christ. Are you you in Denver proper, or uh, is your address a Denver address?
3: I'm right in the city, yeah.
1: Yeah, I would recommend uh, a good church. Um, I actually had the privilege of, uh, of teaching there a couple of months ago. It's uh, Denver Calvary. Uh, Pastor Louis Cruzado is a good friend of mine, and uh, it's it's DenverCalvary dot org. So Denver okay. Calvary C A L V A R Y, and uh, I recommend that uh, that you and your husband uh, check that out and uh, go there and and worship and and get into the Word of God. And and what you will find is is that the the change that that you can't make, the change that you want to happen in His life, uh, is going to happen by the holy spirit and it's going to happen through the teaching of the word of god and you know basically all of the issues that that we have in life uh are resolved uh with with some simple things being in the word of god being in prayer being in fellowship and 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 serving uh the lord and and right now in, in in your life one of those most important uh things I- is not happening and so you're starting to see other things develop whether it's in your relationship uh and and elsewhere and and that's where these the, that's how these things are resolved and unfortunately that's where uh, a lot of these things uh come from the bible says uh, in in the book of hebrews it tells us not to forsake uh the assembling uh, of ourselves uh as, as is uh as the author of uh, Hebrews uh, tells us, uh, as is the manner of some, uh, but uh, to to basically to draw closer to the Lord uh, as we see the day approaching. And you know the the return of Jesus Christ uh, is very near. Jesus Christ is is coming very soon, and and uh, I sense that uh, as you're a believer, you probably recognize that you believe that. You look around the world, and so uh, we don't want to be um, you know getting out of out of fellowship. Uh, one because we're going to suffer from it, uh, but also two um, because Jesus Christ is coming very soon, and we want to be faithful and we want to be fruitful. Uh, until he comes, I'll try to track down that exact uh, scripture reference for you. It's in it's in the book of Hebrews. I think it's in the thirteenth. Chapter uh, of the book of Hebrews, but I'll have to uh, double check that and make sure for you. So that, that's kind of the biggest encouragement uh, in Ephesians chapter five, in terms of you know husbands and wives. Um, that's another passage that I that I would give you. Um, of course, you can't do the husband part um, if your husband's willing to to spend some time there. Uh, in in the scripture, you can. I don't know how sensitive this conversation is for the two of you to have. Uh, it probably needs to be had, though, uh, between you and him. Exactly how how you're feeling and and what's in your heart and and what you're seeing, because to some degree, it may be something that he's just not aware of. Um, have you guys talked about it at all? Or
3: yeah, it's been it's been a couple of years, and I, and and that's what scares me. Is because I don't want to walk away from the marriage based on my selfish desires?
1: Yeah. Well, that wouldn't be biblical either, so...
3: Right, exactly, because I made a promise. And so then I could stay in it and be a mourner and just be mean to everybody and continue to get more hateful. (laughs) But that's not what I want to do either. So I just... I want to be healed and I just, you know...
1: Well, let me... (sighs) Let me, yeah, let me say this as well, Mandy, about that. Um, a lot of times things aren't going to happen in life the way that we want them or even the way that they're supposed to. And you can't control, you know. Obviously, unfortunately, you, you you can't control what other people are going to do. You can only control what you do with that. And and my encouragement to you is is, is to continue to be faithful uh, in 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 your marriage and to love your husband and to pray for him and uh, and to do what you can and to encourage him. Uh, you know, as the Lord gives you gives you opportunity and to let him know, um, to communicate to him how you're feeling. But but then even if it does doesn't quite go the way that you want it to, that you you lean more, you allow that to draw you even closer uh, to the Lord, so that even though you're feeling this way, uh, you're not responding that way to other people. You're not responding out of that hurt or out of that bitterness or, or out of that anger. Okay? Okay. Let me let me, Thank you. Okay. let me because because that's clear, but it's not always easy to do, and so let's pray. Okay. Father I just lift Mandy up to you Lord I know that she's in a, a a tough spot and Lord her her heart is is hurting and Lord she she just desires that uh, that love of her husband and uh Lord I I don't know if he just doesn't know or or what the case, but I just pray you'd open his eyes and Lord, just show him, uh, remind him why they got married and how much he loved his wife, and and I just pray that you would just rekindle and restore that love and and just put that love in him uh, that you have for your church, that their marriage would be uh, an example uh, of uh, you and and your bride, Lord Jesus, and so Lord, I just pray uh, that you would just satisfy uh, the longing of Mandy's heart, her. Uh, the desires of her heart. And, and I pray that, that that while that is coming to pass and coming to fruition in even those difficult days, uh, Lord, that you would just supernaturally help her and strengthen her and that you would encourage her, Lord. Uh, and and I pray that you would just plug them into a great church uh, where they can be encouraged by other believers and where they can grow and and where they can be restored and strengthened and where they can then encourage uh, yet other believers who might be d- struggling in a similar way. Uh, in Jesus' name, we pray. His name. Thank Amen. You, Thank you bet. You, and I, I appreciate Colin. I appreciate uh, appreciate your honesty as well. Thank you. God bless you. you. God bless you, Mandy. Take care. Let's go to Liz, uh, also in Denver. Liz, welcome to the program.
4: Hi, Pastor Jason. How
1: How are are you? you? I'm doing really well, thank you. How how are you doing?
4: I'm doing really good. Um, I did have a question, but you know, God is so amazing. Um, I just wanted to kind of like add on to what you just said, Mandy, and if she's still listening, Mandy, you need to remember that. God is always there with you, no matter what, no matter how alone you feel, no matter what you're going through. As Pastor Jason said, it is so important, so important to pray with your husband. It doesn't matter what he's doing, but if you guys can get together and pray and fight for the devil, fight the devil because he is against you. His goal is to break you up and to get you guys broken. Once he's done, he's gone. He's out of the picture, and he just ruins your life, ruined his life, ruins everybody else's life. Mm-hmm. I've been there. Don't be selfish, because that is not a fruit of the Spirit. Don't yeah. be selfish. Love your husband. Continue to be with him. He will be restored. His love for you will be restored only if you stay. You must stay. You absolutely yeah. must stay.
1: Well, and... Okay? and and I think that that's really good encouragement as well there um, to, you know, if if they're both uh, willing to, her husband's willing to do it, to not just read the Word, but to read the Word of God uh, systematically exactly. through through the Word of God together, not just at church mm-hmm. or not just on their own, and to pray together. And uh, to I, I pray appreciate that. together. Yeah. Pray that's,
4: together. It's so, so important. I yep. was in the same situation as her. I did not have a husband that prayed with me. He pretty much just went to church whenever. I wanted to go to church, he went whenever. Yeah. It's hard when you don't do it together, and you can't fight for your marriage if you don't stay in the ring. You have to stay and fight.
1: No, and, and it is, and and the enemy is is looking to take out uh, believers and, and marriages because, uh, as we mentioned before, they're symbols. The marriage is a symbol uh, of mm-hmm. the bride of Christ and the church. Hey, what you mentioned you had you mentioned you had another reason you called as well. What was that?
4: Yes. Yeah. Well, something along the way, along the same way, as I Uh mentioned, you know, I always wanted to go to church and and have a relationship with God and this and that, and just, you know, about a year ago, I really did give my life to God 100%, like, surrendered everything to Him. I grew up in the church and heard things here and there. Um, My main question is, you know, I heard my whole life, oh, you need to come against the devil, or you need to bind that spirit, or this and that. Well, now that I'm getting into the Bible, and like you said, you need to read Mm -hmm. the Bible and feed yourself and really know, you know, I've never, I've heard that everybody say that, but I also you know have heard, you know, like Pastor Ed will say, you can't bind an evil spirit, you know, because if that was the case, you know, which makes sense, if that was the case with he not stay bound seeing that you have the power of the holy spirit behind you okay and also i look at the verse you know i look at the where the people i can't remember who they were but they mm-hmm. were like trying to cast demons out sure in, seven oh, and the god and the god of peter and the god of you know <laughs> of
1: paul yeah the seven sons and, of sceva and, yeah in the book so, of acts
4: so what do you do? You know, if you are coming against an evil spirit, how do you do that? How do you break yeah. that bond? How do you break that? I've never been the, told that or have talked that or
1: yeah. What, in, I, what do I, you do? I think that there's a couple of verses that I want to draw your attention to, and 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 the idea that that you know, the idea that a lot of people have where they're just out there, you know. Speaking to demons and and binding them and this and that, it's not really a, It's not found in the Word of God, but this is in Jude uh, in the ninth verse of, of the the single chapter of Jude. Uh, in in that verse, it says that Michael the archangel, in contending with the devil, when he disputed about the body of Moses, apparently there was some controversy yeah. over the body of Moses. Dared not bring against him a reviling accusation, but he said, "The Lord rebuke you." and that was to mm-hmm. that was to to satan. I think that that's a, a a good approach. Not that that we're out there, you know, I rebuke you, I be, bind you this and that. No. The Lord re, rebuke you. And then in in James chapter 4 verse 7 we're told submit to God, resist the devil, and particularly his temptations, and he will flee from you. So okay. once when something needs to be said, the Lord rebuke you. That's all I need to say. The Lord uh, rebuke you. But most of the time, you know, look, I don't want to be having conversations uh, with with the wrong side of the spiritual realm. I'd rather have most of my conversations exactly. with God. And Jesus taught us in, in, um, in uh, his model prayer. It's called the Lord's Prayer, but it's really the Disciples' Prayer. And and he's, he, he taught us to pray uh, to the Father, deliver us uh, from temptation, from evil, yes. lead, lead us not into temptation, and deliver us uh, from evil. For yours is the kingdom, of the power, and the glory, forever. So, focus your prayer. Uh, if it is a spiritual battle, focus your prayer uh, on the right side uh, to the Lord. Uh, in those uh, rare instances when you do need to rebuke, the Lord rebuke you is sufficient. Resist the devil, and and he will flee from you.
4: Okay. Okay. So what if? So what if you feel? Because I I do, I do do that, like, you know, when mm-hmm. I'm in my room and I'm praying and I'm doing all that. But what if you're dealing with somebody that possibly may have, like, a Jezebel spirit or something like that? How do you deal with the person? Because I don't want to, you know, if it's somebody, like, say, you know, it's your friend or somebody you love, mm-hmm. I don't want to, like, come against them and then they think, you know, oh, gee, she yeah. thinks she's this or she thinks she's that. Yeah. How do I do that?
1: Maybe you How do just... I
4: break that Yeah, for them? Because then I worry about the seven, you know, it's empty, they're going to come back with seven more.
1: Yeah, you know, I think in that instance it's good just to go before the Lord and intercede and pray for them. And just ask okay. them, you know, whatever it is that, that is, you know, is influencing their life, whatever's going on in their life, um, that the Lord would save them, that the Lord would set them free and uh, that okay. the lord that the lord would deliver them but but you know we we're we're outgunned in the spiritual realm you know uh, uh against demons and and against satan but the holy spirit is not and the lord is not yeah. and so so we turn to him we turn to our helper uh we turn to the victor jesus christ uh but we don't go on our own in battle into the spiritual realm because uh then we will fail
3: mm-hmm.
1: You know, we okay. will wind up being a casualty. We're not. We're not. We're not equipped for that. And, okay. uh, but, but the Lord is, and and He is victorious. And so, uh, that that would be my encouragement uh, is to is to approach it from that direction. Okay.
4: Okay. All yeah. right. Thank you, Pastor Dave. You
1: you betcha. I really appreciate uh, appreciate your your encouragement to Mandy, and and appreciate you calling in, Liz.
4: Amen. Thank you.
1: Take Goodbye. care. Hey, folks, 303-690-3000 if you want to join me on the air. Jason Vanderveer here on Calvary Live. Let's go to JoJo in Baltimore. JoJo, thank you for waiting so patiently. Welcome to the program.
5: Absolutely. What's going on, man?
1: Not much. Um, How are you doing? I
5: totally stumbled across this radio station uh, by accident. Um, I will say that, um, so I guess just to get the jumping off point, I tried for very long to deny God and I didn't want any part of it or, you know, I tried very hard to, you know, reject it, but, um, you know, it, it's just not happening. There's, there's no rejecting that. The more you pull away, he's going to pull you back in stronger or in one way or another, he's going to get you, get you, he's going to get your attention eventually. Yep. And I guess that's kind of where I, Am at in my life Um I guess um So
1: Are you there? I have
5: a six oh, year old son Okay And Now I have lived Almost my entire life Like Like hell
1: mm-hmm.
5: And Like the, So far from Like a A good example And Now I have a, a Son He's six years old now and it's starting to, um, you know, uh, certain things have, have happened in my life that have have caused me to, you know, uh, basically bring bring me back to Christ. Mm-hmm. And there, there, there's honestly, there's just nothing I can do about it. Like this is the way Jesus wants it, and this is the way Jesus is going to have it. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, uh, basically, where I'm at right now i'm 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 worried mm-hmm. we live in a world where everything says that you know there is no God there's you know we're a product of aliens or you know what have you whatever it is they're shoving down people's throats nowadays to you know kind of draw people away from the truth mm-hmm. and it's just it's um it's become frustrating and uh just like how you know how do i raise my son sure in in Christ in a world where everything else tells him that there is no yep. god
1: yeah well let me let me just answer that question and 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 then uh, i i can pray for you as well uh jojo but but uh, i have four adult children and um they you know, they've grown up in this world that you mentioned, and the Bible says that if you train up, uh, it tells us in the Proverbs, if you train up a child in the way he should go, then when he's old, uh, he will not depart from it. and that And that's a general principle in the Scripture. That if we raise our children in the Lord, uh, even though the world and even considering the world in which we live, if we raise them up uh, and i 'll talk about what I mean specifically by that, but if we raise them up in the Lord uh, that they will serve uh, the Lord that that their lives are going to be different uh, than than your early life as as you described it, his life is going to be very different and and what I mean by that is is that uh, first of all uh, raising your kids in the Lord involves you being committed to Jesus Christ because your your kids are are great truth detectors and they know if you're trying to to feed them something that's not real for you. And so your relationship with Jesus Christ has has to be real. You have to have a hunger for the word of God and be daily in the word of God and 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 daily in prayer and be serving the Lord and and be plugged in to your local church. And then when you start encouraging your children to get into the word of God and start showing them the word and teaching them and and reading the word of God and taking them to church, uh, they're not going to resist that. They're going to do it because they've seen the the reality and the benefit of it in your life. And so my encouragement is: Do you do you have a a a a home church there that you go to there, and where you and your son go there in Baltimore?
5: I do actually. I pop in from time to time. Uh, not yeah. nearly enough. Like, if well, I'm what being I'm, honest. Um, yeah. So it's so let's, called Greater Grace World Outreach, and it's a phenomenal. Body and yep. the 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 body life there is is, is wonderful. And, okay, so uh, hold hold you know, that there's thought there's for just a second. All over the world and uh, more hold recently, thought, I've then, had second. Opportun- opportunities that I've taken advantage of to go on. Um, sure. Uh, mission can you, trips and Can you can you hold on just for a second, and Jojo? Hold
1: on. And then, hold uh, on. I'm trying, to... jo- Okay, so Jojo, what I was gonna say to you is then, uh, so let's have the next time we have this conversation not be i don't go there nearly as much as i'd like but yes i'm plugged in i'm i'm there whenever the doors are open i'm there and i'm serving and i'm growing and and i'm getting into the word of god and and now my child is and and you're going to then see the answers uh to the questions that you've asked uh, just in those simple steps. And God makes it very simple uh for us. Can I pray for you uh before before you go, Jojo?
5: I would much appreciate it.
1: Awesome. Father, I just lift up Jojo. I lift up his uh son uh to you as well, Lord. I just pray uh, for him. I pray uh for his church. Uh, I pray that you would uh, just continue to connect him there. I pray he would be there every time uh, that place is open. That he would be there, just excited about you serving, getting into your word, worshiping you. Uh, that his son would be growing. That he would always, uh, when he gets old enough, that he would choose uh, you. That he would serve you, just kind of always walk with you, never knowing anything different. And that uh, that he would experience the blessing of that in his life, even in a world uh, that is promoting so many other things and is and is very anti. Uh, Jesus and is very anti-you, uh, Lord, and 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 we just pray uh, that they would be different, that they would be set apart in this world, that you would pour out your Spirit upon them. We thank you that that they haven't, even in, in, in rebellion, been able to get away, but that you've always pulled them back and kept them, uh, Lord, from destruction and from, from wandering off. And so, Lord, we just pray that you'd keep them close by the power of your Spirit, that you'd strengthen them, uh, that you would bless them. Uh, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, i got, I got to run, Jojo. I appreciate you calling. I appreciate you listening. Thank you,
5: Pastor. You're the man. I appreciate it. Thank you.
1: <laughs> Take care, my friend. All right. Uh, let's go to Anthony in Fort Collins, Colorado. Anthony, thanks for waiting. Welcome to the program. How are you doing today? I'm doing really well. Thanks for calling.
0: Right on. Well, first of all, I just wanted to thank your program and uh, Grace Radio. I've been listening to you... Um, I'm a 25 year AIDS patient, which is miraculous. The Lord has saved me for reasons which I'm trying to figure out. Um, You know, I'm trying to love on my family and show them the way. And there's just that whole religious, spiritual battle. You know, um, I've been having difficulty finding a church that I feel comfortable in. You know, for for, uh, first of all, I'm very—I guess I'm very judgmental. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't mean to be. It's sure. just the way that it is. Um, right. My primary reason for calling is yesterday, uh, for the first time, to the degree that it happened, I feel saved. You know, the Lord came on me. Um, I love, I love Him very much, and I want to serve Him.
3: Mm-hmm. And
0: I, I don't know what to do. Mm. Um, I just feel condemned by the world, sure. and I don't know. I don't feel comfortable. You know, a part of me doesn't have that love for the world, you know, um, for the for the Egypt, you know, for Egypt, so to speak, which is what mm-hmm. the world's trying to get into me is if you want to walk with me and, and teach my way, you have to have a love for those that hate you. And mm-hmm. uh, um, I'm just having difficulty with that. And I, I just want him to show me what my calling is. Sure. Because I don't know.
1: You know. let me share let me share a couple of things with you in the, in the few minutes uh, that that um, that we have left anthony first of all I, i'd recommend as a church home calvary chapel in fort collins uh pastor dave uh pierce there and uh i i'd encourage you to check that out calvary chapel fort collins and uh and uh, we'll pull up the uh uh, web address for that if, if you'd like to look them up online and get in touch with them. But uh, as, as is the case with so many of our callers today, um, the, the, the first thing is, is being connected uh, to the body of Christ. And you mentioned in your first part of, of our you don't have a church home that you feel comfortable in and 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 what you're talking about two things that you mentioned that are very prominent in the things that you just said that I just heard you say uh, first of all is is that sup- having that supernatural love uh, of Christ for the lost and for the world. And also understanding your calling, you know, God has obviously delivered you from 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 uh, a death sentence, uh, not just uh, uh, not just physically in terms of AIDS, uh, but also spiritually. And so, what would God have you do? Uh, by the way, Calvary fortcollins.com is the web address that you want calvaryfortcollins.com uh, is okay. is the web address there but but the love that you you desire it's good that you desire it uh, but but none of us has that on our own it's a supernatural thing uh, that the lord can do uh, in our hearts and that the lord will do in our hearts uh, as as we seek him now as you get into the body uh, and you're connected a lot of times we have a problem with n- knowing how to serve and what our gift is gifts are and what our calling is because we're not connected to the body. I like First Corinthians chapter twelve. I'd encourage you after we're done talking, after the program's over, First Corinthians 12, 12 through 31. And it, and it, and it, it really what Paul is doing there is he's he's describing uh many different members in one body and and uh the different needs that are in the body that are fulfilled uh, by these different members of the body, and I like to take that and 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 use that when i 'm talking to people to describe you know how it really works in the body of christ and and, and i don 't have to tell my arm what to do. My arm just does, you know, if I need my arm to lift something, it just kind of automatically, instinctively, it, it, it goes to work because it's connected to my body. And that's how people are. When they're connected with the body, they're in the Word of God, they're being fed, they're growing, they begin to to pray and God shows them, look, you've got this gift. I want to use you uh, in, in in this way. And uh, and and then there's this need and it just naturally happens. And so uh, that's my encouragement to you. Take a look, First Corinthians 12, 12 through 30. 1. Get connected with Calvary Chapel in Fort Collins there. I've only got a few seconds left. Uh, Let me uh, go ahead and pray for you, Anthony, and uh, on our way out on the program here. Father, we just thank you. I thank you for Anthony. I pray you just connect him uh, with your body. I pray that you would just put that supernatural love in him, uh, that you would show him (laughs) his gifts, that you would use him mightily uh, for your glory, and that you would just put that joy of the Lord in his heart, and that the joy of the Lord would be his strength. Lord, just bless him. Bless all all of our listeners, and we just thank you for uh, today and for this program. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you, everybody. Calvary Live will be back tomorrow. Take care.
0: Thank you for listening to Calvary Live. Be sure to tell a friend about Grace FM.